Hey everyone, it's Monica with Be Still Be Free, and I am here with Sarah today. Hello. And um, we are kicking off 2018 with a brand new series, and this is going to be a series that carries us through the end of May. So we're going to talk about this from now until summertime. I'm excited. And we're going to still do the deep dives and the interviews with the everyday women, and we're even going to correlate some of these um, fruits of the Spirit with women of the Bible. Yep. So um, I don't even think that we said that that's what it is. So our series, which you probably saw on your podcast app, is Be Fruitful, and we're going to be talking about the fruits of the Spirit. So we are diving in um, for about five months on what it means to have love and joy and peace and patience and all of those things that um, the Holy Spirit has given all of us. That's right. And so we're going to talk about women of the Bible. We're going to talk about those words themselves, and it's going to be the same kind of format that we've been doing, but we're just focusing on fruits of the Spirit. I am in love with this whole thing because Mm -hmm. I think that... Um, I, you know, we're just in a place and space and time where I feel like the church is looking less and less like the church is supposed yes. to be looking right. Or there's a sifting of the wheat. Yep. Right. And, um, the ones who get it are getting it. And the ones who want to continue to straddle the fence, mm-hmm. um, are not getting it. Right. And I mean, you get on social media, you get on TV, you get on anything and, and people who are calling themselves believers are, are communicating and living a testimony that is anything but the nine fruits of the spirit. Yes. And I think if you look at the nine fruits of the spirit and you look in the mirror, right. And, and that's even part of it, the looking glass when I was young and and when I became an adult, um, if you don't see Christ likeness, Mm -hmm. you might just want to stop and take a long look at life and really where you're at. And are you going in the right direction? Um, because this stuff will preach. Yes. Uh, It really is the measure. It's the fruit of the salvation and the gospel inside of us. Absolutely. And um, to like jump in really quick, this correlates perfectly with um, a quote that I got from one of the commentaries that says that the fruits of the spirit are not the gifts of the spirit. Mm. The gifts of the spirit are distributed on an individual basis by the will of the Holy Spirit. But the fruit of the spirit is something for every Christian. I love that. So it's not like some of us are getting love yeah. and some of us are getting self-control. It yes. is. These are things that we have, but have we chosen to That's live? in them and to grow them like fruit needs to be nurtured and grown and taken care of and it nourishes. And, um, so that's what we're going to be talking about. I love it. So, um, I wanted to kick us off by talking about what comes the, so the fruits of the spirit are found in Galatians 5, 22 and 23, but in context, I wanted to start with Galatians 5, 16, because yes. it is really interesting to me how Paul t- leads into these fruits of the I spirit. I was just wondering, I was getting ready to Google who wrote Galatians. Well, it was, it was Paul. Paul. I thought it was, yes. but I was doubting myself because doesn't it feel like you're always saying, well, Paul wrote that. Well, Paul wrote that. Well, Paul I figure if it's the New Testament, you Paul just guess it. that it was Paul. You're pretty, <laughs> chances are like 50, 50 yeah. or at least 70, yeah. 30 yeah. or something like that. Um, okay. So I'm going to just read some of Galatians 5, 19 to 21. And it's a little bit lengthy, but so I'm just going to kind of pick and choose. But um, he starts off saying, walk in the spirit and let the spirit bring order to your life, which I think is important Mm -hmm. to note. Like he wants to bring order. If your life feels chaotic all the time in a perpetual state of chaos, probably need a little bit of the spirit. Um, the flesh desires to go against the spirit and everything the spirit desires goes against the flesh. There's a constant battle raging between them that prevents you from doing the good you want to do, which Mm. amen. Amen. Been there. Am there. Yeah. Constantly. (laughs) Yeah. Today. 
Um, but when you were led by the spirit, you are no longer subject to the law. It's clear that our flesh entices us into practicing some of its most heinous acts. And so then in, in a different translation, he says that the flesh participate or that we participate in works of the flesh. And mm. then he starts to list these out. Participating in corrupt sexual relationships, impurity, unbridled lust, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, arguing, jealousy, anger, selfishness, contentiousness, division, envy of others, good fortune, drunkenness, drunken revelry, and other shameful vices that plague humankind. Mm. So he lists those out as these are the works of the flesh. Um, there is a um, version, the message translated it this way, which I think every single one of us will find something, what I'm about to read here, that is absolutely convicting. Repetitive, loveless, cheapless, cheap sex, a stinking accumulation of mental and emotional garbage, frenzied and joyless grabs for happiness, trinket gods, magic show religion, paranoid loneliness, cutthroat competition, all-consuming yet never satisfied wants, a brutal temper, an impotence to love or be loved, divided homes and divided lives, small-minded and lopsided pursuits, the vicious habit of depersonalizing everyone into a rival, uncontrolled and uncontrollable actions, ugly parodies of community, I could go on, mm -hmm. is what he says. Oh, wow. So those are all the things that he lists and starts talking about before he gets to the fruits of the Spirit. So I wanted to pause here for just a minute and just kind of talk about like these works of the flesh and like maybe some places that we identify this in our own life yeah. or we identify this in our culture. I think we really um, see these. I think we could identify yeah. more than... <laughs> one place where we see these. Well, and I think too, like when you think about all the flesh, sometimes I think that we have such an all or nothing mindset. We're like, mm -hmm. well, I can't get over this. So I can't be a good Christian. Mm -hmm. You know, I struggle with this. So God will never be able to use me. And in preparing for my week on the week of love, um, I had read somewhere that it said this, it's not an either or because the, the old man, the flesh is still, a part of our being and mm -hmm. we will always struggle with that. Um, and, and it talks about how, what it's almost like a, a life, um, a lifeline that's been thrown to us by the Holy spirit saying, Hey, listen, I know that, that the works of the flesh are real, mm -hmm. but the Holy spirit's inside of you now. And so I've got life for you. And this is what you should be striving for. It's that whole mindset thing. Yes. And we talked about from the kickoff of be still be free. As a man thinketh, so is he. So if all you think is works of the flesh, that is what you will be. But if you begin to think about fruits of the spirit, if you begin to take small baby steps of how to create the right kind of habits mm -hmm. and have the right kind of thoughts, then you're going to be able to start just living out fruits of the spirit because you're, you're reprogramming yes. the brain. You're reprogramming the heart and you're mm -hmm. reprogramming repro your actions. Yeah, absolutely. So I, I think that's the thing not to get daunted as we talk about this is it's not a, Oh, there's one more thing for me to do, or I struggle with all of those. So there's no way that I can really be all in Christian. Mm -hmm. um, no, you can't. Mm -hmm. This is about the power of the Holy Spirit in you mm -hmm. and through you. Right. Not you alone. Absolutely. It is something that the, has been given to you with your salvation. Mm -hmm. These gifts are in there, but are you choosing to live in those works of mm -hmm. the flesh or are you choosing to cultivate and grow mm -hmm. those fruits of the spirit? Yep. And they all require work. They like, do. They willingness. Require, yes. They require willingness. You know, I, I always, we talk about this, the grass is green where you water it. Mm -hmm. It's not always green on the other side. And there are people who wait for life 
to happen to them. And there are people who make life happen. Yes. Um, and I think when it comes to stuff like this with fruits of the spirit, um, it's easy to look at other people and be like, man, they just have such a sweet heart or man, they have such a sweet disposition. They don't struggle like I do. Yeah. Everybody struggles. Yes. You, if you are a believer, you have the same Holy Spirit inside of you as Mother Teresa had inside of her. Mm-hmm. And so there's no reason to think that, that you don't have the power of God in you to overcome that, which is your work of the flesh. Right. Like there are people who exude such joy, such a fruit of the spirit of joy. And that's a week that I'm going to talk about shortly or in a couple of weeks. Um, but the joy was cultivated through the hard, mm. you know, and so you can become joyful when you've lived through hard things that you've seen God yes. bring you through. And so, and again, we'll talk about that in depth a little bit later. Um, but let me go ahead and just read to all of us what those fruits of the spirit are. The Holy Spirit produces a different kind of fruit, love, joy, peace, patience, kind heartedness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. You won't find any law opposed to fruit like this. Um, so I want to just kind of contrast one at a time, some of these works of the flesh with the fruits of the spirit. And then I want to get Sarah's thoughts before I share kind of like where I, where my mind went with it, sexual immorality and love impurity and debauchery, joy, idolatry and witchcraft, peace, hatred, patience, discord, kindness, jealousy, goodness, fits of rage, faithfulness. Selfish ambition, gentleness, dissensions, self-control. And there are even more works of the flesh than there are fruits of the spirit. That I think they could all be accompanied. So here is the crazy thing that I feel like God kind of showed me. The contrast between the works of the flesh and the fruits of the spirit are that the works of the flesh are things that we do. Mm -hmm. Sexual immorality, fits of rage, drunkenness creating discord, like living in a state of envy. Those are all action oriented things. Whereas the fruits of the spirit are things that we can be. Yep. And the fruits of the spirit are be words and they're words that lead to good works, but you have to be filled with them first. So you have to be joyful before you can exude joy. You have to be loving before you can love others. And I just think that that's such a perfect correlation to everything that we've talked about for four years, which is, What are you cultivating in your heart that displays itself in those actions? And we so often um, try to fill those empty places where you don't feel love, where you don't feel joy, where you don't feel peace. That's where all of those works of the flesh come in because we're trying to manufacture it cheaply and we're trying to find it in empty things. And so if you find yourself participating in any of those works of the flesh, it's because a fruit of the spirit is desperately crying out to be cultivated. Love that. Um, One commentator, David Guzik says fruit is not achieved by working, but is birthed by abiding. Ooh. And that just makes my heart sing. Say that again. Fruit isn't achieved by working, but is birthed by abiding. That's awesome. So it's the whole be still be free thing, right? It is. It's the be still and know that I'm God. It's not go figure out that I'm God and then be still. Exactly. It's be still first. And then through that stillness, you'll be able to hear me, see me. I will have more power. There won't be as much going on around you and you will know that I'm God. It's the promise premise, right? Yes. It's premise promise. You know, you, we have... Um, so much at our fingertips for true freedom, but we're still trying to live a Christian life according to worldly standards. Absolutely. Absolutely. And it's not working. And we're letting other people that live through worldly standards tell us that they're Christians and that they love Jesus. But um, as I'm about to read from Jesus himself, 
This is how we know the difference between those people. Um, Jesus in Matthew 7 says, You will recognize them by their fruits. You don't find sweet, delicious grapes growing on thorny bushes, do you? You don't find delectable figs growing in the midst of prickly thistles. People in their lives are like trees. Good trees bear beautiful, tasty fruit. But bad trees bear ugly, bitter fruit. A good tree cannot bear ugly, bitter fruit, nor can a bad tree bear fruit that is beautiful and tasty. When a prophet comes to you and preaches this or that, look for his fruits, sweet or sour, rotten or ripe. And I just think as individuals, are we good trees that are bearing beautiful and tasty fruit or is the fruit that we're bearing ugly and bitter? And, And the deal is, too, is that we don't have to be a prophet, to right. be held accountable, right? And the for word the "prophet" the there just means one who's proclaiming the good news. And I think that we, as a um, again, as a civilization, an American civilization, have gotten to a point where we think that, well, I'm not in the pulpit. I don't teach Sunday school. I don't have that responsibility. Right. No, you do. Mm-hmm. Right? Your position is your position in Christ. Yes. It's not the position yes. in the institution. Yes, it is your position in Christ. You are held just as high accountability as anybody else Absolutely. because you are a child of God. If you proclaim to be a child of God, there has you, there has to be accountability for fruit, fruitful. I'm sorry, fruitful production. Absolutely. Yeah, you are just as much a prophet in your own home yes. with your kids or your husband or your friends yes. or your work environment, like all of those places. Yes. Is where if, if you're claiming to be Jesus, what fruit are you showing to those people? Um, and are we listening to and surrounding ourselves or even like supporting good trees with tasty fruit? Mm-hmm. Or are we keeping company with fruit that is revealing itself to be from bad trees and ugly? And better. Addie and I were just talking about this the other day because, um, in fact, I've, I've titled my my um, my love week after my sweet girl and um, am dedicating it to her because it's just something that she's going through. But um, we were recently talking about how you've got to be putting the good in, and this is not just who are you hanging out with or or um, conversations that you're having, but when you know that you're in a vulnerable time and a susceptible time, it can be as simple as the worship or the music that you're listening to. Are you mm-hmm. listening to stuff that is filled with the works of the flesh? Or are you listening to stuff that is filled with the fruits of the spirit? Um, because again, as you're around those, you know, birds of a feather flock together and you will become like those that you are around your environment. And so if you're constantly putting crap in, mm-hmm. crap is going to come out mm-hmm. and you can't, Live victoriously in Christ without ever putting the word of God in or without ever putting the good in. Yeah. And a bad apple ruins the whole barrel. Yes. Or bushel. Or... Yes. Yeah. It's yeah. so it's so incredibly true. Um, there's two things we have to be really diligent about. And the first one is letting our fruit show that we do walk with the spirit. Mm. Um, because it is not just our, it's not our reputation that's on the line here. Like we're, we're walking examples for Jesus. Mm -hmm. And so, um, are you tweeting ugly and disrespectful Mm -hmm. and hateful things? Are you, uh, gossiping? Are you slandering? Are you supporting people that do ugly, bitter and nasty things? Mm -hmm. Are you, I mean, it just, it runs the gamut. Are you standing up for things that are true and lovely and noble and worthy? Or are you standing up for things that kind of fit into a box that you think it's supposed to be, yeah. but is the fruit showing itself to be It's rotten. so funny that you say that because we were sitting here thinking, I was like, man, I bet you if, if we just said, hey, everybody go look at your social media accounts. What do you like? What have you retweeted? What have you forward? What have mm-hmm. you shared? Um, and what are you posting? Yep. Would be very, it, it, it's a mirror. It is completely It's a mirror. really going to show you yeah. your heart. It's oh really going to show you where you're at. <laughs> that should have been a practical application. It should have been. Let's write that down. Um, <laughs> 
and the second thing is that we have to be important. We have to like really focus on looking past the words that easily fall off the tongues of other people. Mm. Um, and that is people like that we listen to, whether they're in pulpits, mm-hmm. whether they're on TV, whether like whatever are, we got to look at those words and be like, okay, so you can say all day long that you profess Jesus, that you know who Jesus is and even know scripture. Satan did. Yeah. Satan knew scripture. Satan could quote all of that stuff, right. but we know that his fruit was what it was. That's right. So we have to be wise as serpents and gentle as doves when it comes to politics, when it comes to church, when yep. it comes to social issues and justice, yep. when it comes to parenting, when it comes to all of that. Yep. Um, we just have to be wise and very, very discerning. Yep. Um, so when it comes to fruits of the spirit, there was some cool things that Matthew Henry had to say. Um, it says that the apostle directs us, Paul, to um, avoid and oppose what we are Sorry, I'm reading that completely backwards. The apostle directs us what we should should avoid and oppose and what we are to cherish and cultivate. And that this is the sincere care and endeavor of all real Christians. Those that are Christ says that we, that he has been crucified with the flesh and if the affections and lusts. And so I just, I, here's the two phrases that I loved, avoid and oppose and cherish and cultivate yeah. the works of the flesh, that. avoid and oppose, cherish and cultivate fruits of the spirit. Mm. Um, and I love that he says cultivate because yes. you do have to cultivate it. Yes. You have to cultivate a garden. You have to cultivate a garden. And David Guzik says that too. He talks about like, well, what is fruit? It's something that nourishes. It's something that's tasty. Yes. It's like, it's taste pleasant and yes. sweet on your tongue. It's something that has to be cared for. It has to be picked at the right time. Like it has to be developed, Mm -hmm. you know, like an orange doesn't just show up. It like grows into it. And so, um, like actually, like there's a reason that it was a fruit of the spirit. It's something that should, should be pleasing Mm -hmm. and sweet Mm -hmm. and, you know, cultivated. Yeah. Totally cultivated. So when it comes to fruits of the spirit, Sarah. Yes. I'm going to switch to deep dive mode for no reason whatsoever. (laughs) Like, is there one that you feel like. Of all of them, not just the ones that we're doing in this particular section of, of the series. Is there one in particular that you feel like maybe God is impressing upon you to? Oh, gosh. Go, read them again. Read all nine. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Was that nine? Yeah, I think that was it. Okay. And she did it all just randomly. Like, I have to, I mean, how long have I Sword drills, this? man. Sword I dr- know, I know. <laughs> I grew up with this stuff. I'm going to want a girl for crying out loud. <laughs> Um, you know, I would probably say gentleness has always been something that I've had to work hard at. Yeah. Um, because so my spiritual gifting is discernment. Mm -hmm. And so a lot of people with high discernment have very low, uh, mercy or gentleness. Right. right? And I'm very logical brained. So if it doesn't make sense, you're pretty much stupid. Mm -hmm. And because I'm very verbal processor, (laughs) I can sometimes process. I'm shocked by all these things. I've not known any of this. I should not do. Um, So gentleness has probably been one that I've had to work the most on in my Christian walk. Um, Even now, like driving, I'm not a gentle driver. As you drove here in the rain in Atlanta. Yes. And (laughs) and I did pretty good five minutes. I would say my trip was not gentle. It was not fruitful. It was all works to the flesh. Um, but I would say that the one I'm most passionate about is love. Mm-hmm. I know that's a shocker. That is a shocker. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's the one I'm most passionate about. Um, I, this, this right here, this stuff preaches. And, yeah. and I think that's why I'm passionate about this is because, um, Satan has ensnared 
so many of us into unhappiness and unfulfillment and discontentment. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, this is a conversation that I've had with Addie quite often lately that we don't wrestle with flesh and blood, but with spirits in, pers- in principalities. Right. Um, Satan is real and he knows which work of the flesh is your Achilles. He heel. really does. He knows it. Yes, he does. And he'll expose it and he'll make you feel unworthy. He will make you feel, I mean, it's, I listened to a podcast, um, you know, a Craig Rochelle, um, uh, lover. He's awesome. I just love him. And, um, he did a whole series on the devil, which I think Greg Steely needs to listen to. This is an old <laughs> joke between the two of us. Um, but it was so amazing to think about how he's the great deceiver yeah, and that he will cause us to see or believe things that deceive us into believing that we aren't worthy. Right. And I know beyond the shadow of a doubt that there are women and men, but specifically women, because that's the majority of our audience that is struggling at finding their worth. And I'm telling you that when you find, when, when you can begin to put on the fruits of the Holy spirit and be, and they begin to, to seep out of you mm-hmm. and you begin to see what an act of love can do to the life of somebody else and how being kind to someone can make a difference and how yeah. turning from wrath and turning to patience and having long suffering. Um, there is such freedom in that. It's right. an internal freedom. It comes yes. from inside out and you don't need a pat on the back and you don't need to be told a great job or an attaboy because it's coming from the Holy spirit. Mm-hmm. And so you're fully satisfied in that. Right. And we, especially again, as women of faith need to take back the simple concept of being so filled with the Holy Spirit that we truly do put forth the fruit right. of the Holy Spirit. And right. I'm telling you, if you can get that, right. you will be free. Yeah, You will have true joy in the midst of despair. You will have true love when you feel completely abandoned. Yep. You will be able to see through what is from Satan and run towards what is from God. Yes. And you will be able to speak his name and know which way the cross is and which way heaven is. Yes. And it's it will be beautiful. Yeah, it, it's like you can you you can do no wrong with that. And by that I mean like Paul says at the very end, you won't find any law opposed to fruit like this. Mm-mm. Like even Jesus obviously displayed every fruit of the spirit impeccably. And yes, he was arrested and crucified, but they still couldn't find like they crucified him just because that's what the people wanted, not because there was any fault really mm-hmm. found with mm-hmm. him. Mm-hmm. Um and so like it it won't like no one will be able to slander you or say anything badly about you or find any fault with you because you are walking in the spirit. Yes, we will still be human and make mistakes yeah. for yeah. sure. That's not what I'm saying, but um, but you'll have no need to defend yourself. You don't need to. That's that's what I meant. You'll to have say. no Thank need you. to defend yourself. Yes, because what might be said about you, you'll know is false, and you will have such peace right. from the inside out that you won't need. Which is yeah. why I think that Christ was so. A beautiful display of willingness. Mm-hmm. He didn't have to fight what was happening because he got it. He understood the greater purpose. Mm-hmm. And if we could get the greater purpose, it's not so that we can live a happy life. It's not so that we can live a trial-free life. It, it doesn't exist. Yeah. But it's so that while we go through this life of trial and tribulation, that while we go through this life filled with, with a wrestling of the principalities, that we can do so mm-hmm. in joy and contentment and kindness yes. and faithfulness and gentleness. And the bad won't get to us because the good is so good. Absolutely. Absolutely. Billy Graham says, um, 
Um, however, self is still there, sometimes hidden, sometimes quiet, waiting for the opportunity and the chance to attack the citadel of your soul and take control again. You have the will as a Christian to yield either to the flesh and live a fleshly carnal life or yield to the spirit and live a spirit filled life. And like you were saying, we see this in the life of Jesus. Mm -hmm. Like we see him in the desert. We see him, um, the night before he's arrested, like wrestling with, do I want to give in to the works of the flesh, which is just completely selfish, like save myself. Or do I want to give into the greater fruit, which was love. Yep. Um, and like, let my life be that living sacrifice. Mm -hmm. And so I just, I thought that that was beautiful that the Satan's waiting to attack the citadel of your soul. And are you going to give into that or are you going to give into the spirit? That's right. Um, and Joyce Meyer, as we kind of come to a close here, I think this is a perfect segue into next week's topic. Joyce Meyer says, all of the fruit of the spirit are held in place by love. Mm. And we know that love is listed as the first one and joy comes from love. Peace comes from love, patience, kindness, all of that comes from love. So, um, that's so funny that you read from Billy Graham and Joyce because those were two people that I studied for love. No way. How crazy is that? Yeah. Billy Graham even says the first one is love and this is the heart of it all because all of them are wrapped up in this one word. We, love. I think, read the exact same article. That's so funny. <laughs> that's awesome. But you didn't steal so, my quote. That's all that matters. <laughs> I, okay. Well, maybe it's in my notes and I just chose not to read it. Maybe. Maybe we'll find out next week. So that is just our introduction to be fruitful. We are so excited to dive into this and we're just really believing it at the end of um, 2018, or at least at the, by the summertime, mm-hmm. that we all are going to be walking testimonies to those in our circles that we are truly choosing to walk in the spirit yep. and to let these fruits be cultivated. So thank you guys for tuning in. Uh, make sure to tune in next week and we're going to talk about love. love. Bye, everyone.